0: Now, uh, John chapter 6, guys, uh, you know we're studying the book of Jeremiah, and I've told you the last three or four weeks that the passages are so long because each chapter is a story. I told you that that section of Jeremiah was a collection of stories, and that it is. So so I've been trying to shorten those passages so that we could um, um, not bore you by reading to you for so long. So today where I'm going to make up for all of that boredom. I have one verse which is the text it's about 20 words and it's found in uh, verse 35 of John 6 and Jesus um, makes this invitation when he says Jesus said to them I am the bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. <laughs> um, guys, let me tell you my point this morning up front. Um, you know, one of the reasons that we have, the com- have communion once a month is because I so fear that I just confuse you up here behind the pulpit, that uh, my preaching confuses instead of clarifies, and I I hate that, and I I hope that I can do better. But once a month, we have a very clear presentation of the gospel, not so much by me, but by this sacrament. It's hard to miss, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to have pretty blind eyes not to see the gospel standing out of this sacrament, broken body, shed blood. But here's the point that I want to make with you this morning out of John 6, 35. Jesus is making a claim. At the same time, uh, inviting, he's making a claim. And the claim is simply this, that the soul's most basic needs are met by me, by Jesus. Do you see it? Both hunger and thirst are mentioned in John six thirty-five. Well, I mean, what could be more basic than hunger and thirst? He's saying that those needs are met by me. And, and guys, surely you understand that he's not talking about physical needs. In fact... It's pretty obvious in 635 that he says, uh, I'm the bread of life and I can um, uh, meet your needs for thirst. Bread doesn't meet the need of thirst. Um, He's talking about spiritual needs, folks. You know, it's kind of hard for us folk um, to relate to thirst and hunger. Uh, About the closest I can get is on a... On a hot July afternoon when I'm cutting the grass and Susie comes outside with a glass of something, I'm sure hoping it's not a milkshake um, because that's not going to meet the need. But what's in there is water. Well, I, can, I, I, I get that sense of physical need, but that's not what this text is about. He's saying that the most, spiritual, the most basic spiritual needs that you have are met by coming to Christ. Now, what are those needs? What are the most basic spiritual needs that we have? You know, I guess we could, um, we could debate that some. I, I think you'd probably agree that forgiveness, forgiveness of sin, is a basic need that we have spiritually. Don't you agree? Or maybe guilt, the guilt that comes along. Got a guilty conscience, do you? Still troubling with guilt of those sins, those days gone by? Guilt is another thing uh, that's a basic spiritual need. Or um, fear. Fear. Fear of death, fear of hell, fear of judgment, or maybe shame. Shame's a biggie, particularly in the 21st century. Shame's a biggie. Shame uh, over my past sin, things that I did that I don't want anybody to know about. Those are basic needs of the soul. And like hunger and thirst are basic needs of the body, the basic needs of the soul are met. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, I would be so narrow minded as to tell you they'll never be met any other way but my coming to Christ. Guys, um, in that John 6, um, if you, I only read one verse, but if you look at the context, but verse 31, for instance, in John 6. The conversation that Jesus is in, he's in a debate with a group of people and and, uh, he's talking about being bread and all that business, and they they push back. They oppose him and they say, wait wait a minute, you know, Moses gave us bread, bread from heaven. You know, he's referring to that um, uh, Exodus 16, the manna story, you know, Moses gave us bread. We know how to get bread. We got bread from manna, uh, bread from Moses, you know. So what you have here is a, a dialogue about the two the world's two greatest bread givers, Moses or Jesus. Um, Moses, of course, representing law and Jesus. So here's your two options, at least in John 6, in this setting out of which this text comes. The, The options are Moses, law, or Jesus, now, how many of you have been satisfied by your pursuit or in your pursuits of law? Moses isn't satisfied. Um, but I would even go a, a, a step further. Folks, today, in, um, as opposed to this little scene in John 6, the two big options today are not Moses and Jesus. I, I would suggest this. That the number one option other than Jesus for modern man is self. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, which is a name that some of you remember, uh, if you've had an English course in high school or college, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote a book entitled "On Self-Reliance." Published in 1841. The book opened with a Latin phrase, a Latin sentence actually, nete quisivaris extra. Nete quisivaris extra. You know what, it's, what that means? <laughs> Seek nothing outside of self. <laughs> and, and folks, I assure you, he didn't mean... Um, Uh, you know, plant your own garden and, uh, you know, provide your own food. Oh, no. It was much broader than that. Seek nothing outside of self. You want to meet your needs, says Emerson? Then pursue self. And I want to say to Mr. Emerson, are you crazy? Are Are you out of your mind? We make horrible decisions we make very desperate decisions. We make hurtful decisions. We do, we do some very bad things. You know, interestingly, th- that, uh, that treatise by Emerson was published in 1841, and 20 years later, something erupted in the United States is the darkest chapter in all of American history. The Civil War. That's what you get when you trust in self, a civil war. But more personally, we hurt people's feelings, we bust up relationships, because we think that somehow there is in me enough to meet my most basic needs. What kind of insanity is that? that you are pursuing neta quesiveris extra. You know what that's really called, folks? It's called self-salvation. I'm going to save myself because I can meet all of my spiritual needs myself. (laughs) Hmm. In John 6.35, Jesus is inviting us, and I in his name am inviting you to be done with that foolishness, to be done with that insanity of neta quissiveris extra. All the needs that your soul has, you will never meet. And the older you get, the more acute your longing to have those needs met will be. in his name come to christ come to this table maybe for the first time let go of all that foolishness that you can meet all of your spiritual needs my friend spiritual needs are met in only one way it's not by law it's not by self It's by Christ. Christ and him crucified. Which is the object lesson of this sacrament. Come take hold of the great rescuer of our souls. Let's pray together. Our Father, would you indeed convince that that the needs that we have will never be met by human effort. And to rely on self is the grand piece of rebellion that men are known for. And so many of us in this room bear scars of thinking that we had all the answers thinking such a thing led us to make decisions that have been awful and so we know of the guilt and the shame and then there is this Savior saying come unto me the bread of heaven and I will meet the deepest longings of your soul. For those of us who know the Lord Jesus, we are grateful. And we look forward to being reminded through this sacrament. But Father, if you've brought here this morning people who have not yet met the Savior and are still living in the under the impression that they have enough resources to meet their needs, Would you show them how foolish that is? Draw them to see the great beauty of the crucified Christ who we celebrate via this sacrament. Meet us here, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen.